When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tonight in Philadelphia, week two comes to a close. Watkins wide open, touchdown. Hurts keeps fighting for the end zone. What a run! Touchdown, Philadelphia. They made a lot of plays on defense. We won the game. Monday Night Football. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by USAA. Fresh off Monday Night Football, where the Bills and Eagles were on fire. More on why both those teams dominated, aside from just the quarterback play in a minute. Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, Dan Orlovsky. Why do you turn this way? Yep, yep. Uh, Show off the outfit. I never never sit here. Uh, Mina, we miss you. Mina, we love you. Always Mina, know where course. the camera is and when the mic's on. Yeah, well, at least we had Mina yesterday. We'll have her later in the week. <laughs> hey, later we're going to tell you exactly what needs to change for the Broncos to right the ship. But let's get back to last night. We begin with the first game of the night in the doubleheader. Bills against Titans. Let's go to 10-7 game in the late in the first half. It, it, this was when it was still a game. Actually, you're seeing Josh Allen run out that there. That was the last time it was a game. That was the last time it was a game. Right here, right here. All right, Allen to Diggs, Dan. Bad eye discipline, right? RC, Caleb Farley pulls off his guy in man coverage, but that's going above the X's and O's with that dance. Oh, and that's the right one. The Buffalo, early third quarter, still 17-7. Allen, he even won downfield. This is unbelievable. The 46-yard catch. This was- is also going to be a part of Touchscreen Tuesday. You know, it was funny because I talked to Sean McDermott at the end of the first quarter. He said they were playing a little tight. After that, they weren't playing tight. All right, let's go to the Bills' defense because, Marcus, they were on fire as well. Oh, just a phenomenal game, but it was the entire unit. Usually you can point out stars. These guys played like they were holding hands, and nobody could get through. Yeah, Derrick Henry was having a tough time. Here's Ryan Tannehill. And listen, I mean, this Bills' defense stand just started to get momentum going. There wasn't anything going for the they, for the Titans. Great vision on the quarterback there, an awesome job. This RPO, you put the ball in the belly of the back. That ball was thrown so hard to Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Look, he just thank God he gets his hands up because that ball was an absolute howitzer from Josh Allen. 34-7, Bill. A couple minutes later, Tannehill's pass picked mm-hmm. off by Matt Milano. RC, couple seconds here. What'd you see? This was perfect. This was an apex, a poacher in the cover two. Rondé Barber and Derek Brooks made this important Ooh. to the league, and mm. it's a pick and a pick six. Bills win big. Here's Josh Allen. He is what he is. It's Stephon Diggs. You know, we 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 know he is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, you know, receiver in the game right now. And I can't praise him enough. It's business for me. Like the next team, they in front of me, they in my way. Um, where I'm trying to go, what I'm trying to do, uh, and I'm trying to stack wins, but. You know, the next team is always the next team, but it's never no extra incentive when I, uh, when I play Tennessee. I like Tennessee. Nashville, hot chicken, and all. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, 
asked Josh Allen what his favorite touchdown catch was of the day, and he said it was from Gilliam, the fullback. He loved that guy. All right, through two games, the Bills have outscored the reigning Super Bowl champions and reigning AFC number one seed by a combined 55 points. According to Elias, that's the largest point differential in NFL history by a team to face playoff teams from the previous season in each of their first two games. For context, there have been 201 teams all time to start a season by facing two playoff teams in the previous year. None have been more dominant than the Bills. I'm not sure there are enough adjectives to describe just how dominant, just yeah. how incredible this team has been already this season. I know we're just a couple weeks in, RC, but what impressed you most out of Buffalo last night? It's the ease in which the offense is moving. Mm -hmm. First off, Brian Dayball was the offensive coordinator who, who kind of allowed Josh Allen to progress. We know now that he's a fantastic coach because of what he's doing in New York. But the way that Ken Dorsey has taken this offense to the next level yeah. and taken the next step, it's almost positionless football in the way that he motions guys and moves uh -huh. guys around. He wants everyone to understand each position, so now you can't pinpoint where 14 is. He's also scheming up plays and allowing easy opportunities for maybe the most talented quarterback in football and certainly the most one of the most talented route runners in Stephon Diggs. I love everything about this offense and also how they're never pressed, yeah. right? If, if they did have to punt in this game, which they don't normally do now. <laughs> they, they're like, oh, my gosh. You know, you, you have a couple of mistakes, and it's not like now I have to go make a big play. Yeah. It's I have to go make the right play. Yeah. And I feel like Ken Dorsey's putting them in those positions, and everyone is capitalizing. It looks like they're having fun. Yeah. Mm. They're actually enjoying ball, and that's the number one rule. I call that like positional flexibility, yeah. where you could just do so many different things. Honestly, both games last night, I was, I was over kind of taken by the defenses. I know that, you know, Buffalo's got a great offense, and certainly Philadelphia as well. But when I looked at this Buffalo defense, two things stood out to me. Number one, and we asked Brandon Bean about this. After that Kansas City game last year, what was the conversation in the offseason? He said, number one thing. We, we got to get number 15 on the ground, Patrick Mahomes. That was the central focus, and that's the addition of a player like Vaughn Miller. But then he also said, it's not only that, our four-man front has got to be able to stop the run as well. And that's kind of what you saw yeah. really be a telltale of what happened last night. And the second thing that I love about Buffalo's defense, but I also hate it as an offensive person, they're so simple that I know what they're in, hmm. and they know I know what they're in, and they know exactly how I'm going to try to attack them, and they do such a good job of protecting the weakness of that call. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that Milano interception is the perfect example. Extra set of eyes on that yeah. cover, too. That, yeah. that, that's what I love about them. L listen, I'm, first of all, I know we get enamored with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I'm no longer talking about the Buffalo Bills without referencing Leslie Frazier. Like, ah, that's, yeah. that, that has like to that. become a thing because – to your point, Dio, the way this defense is playing is allowing their stars and guys that play very important roles that might not be quote-unquote stars by name in the NFL to run free. If you look at Milano and Edmonds this game, yeah. those were really the terrorizers in this game. He used them in blitz packages. Edmonds is athletic enough to carry guys on overs and then drop them off to a safety. He's using every one That's of these the players' skill set to the best of their ability. You look at the, ad, the, the addition of Phillips, right? And you get being credit for this. But you also look at this defense and you look at every single position 
compliments the guy that they're next to. Mm. Edmonds, long rangy, Milano, downhill, pull a pin, hit guys, also good in coverage. You look how they've protected these young corners mm -hmm. with their safety play and their linebackers getting a little bit more depth totally right, underneath Eddie. to cover for those guys. It's very impressive of how he's able to accentuate what every guy's upper tier ability is in this defense. It's, it's, been, it's the, been marvelous. The other big thing about defenses that are very good, they don't change. Yeah. They mm -hmm. don't hide. When yeah, I was in Pittsburgh for eight years, it was like, we were going to run fire zone. Yeah. We were going to play quarter, quarter halves, yeah. Yeah. right? And you're going to have to block us, and you're going to have to be more physical than we yeah. were. Yeah. And that's what the Buffalo Bills are doing. Great defenses dictate to the offense what they're going to do. And that's why you know what the hell they're in, Preach because they ain't scared. So something to come off that, RC, it was interesting. We were talking to Vaughn Miller. He actually remembered this. He said, I play defensive end like I think I'm on offense. Yeah. I'm not on defense, and the quarterback is my end zone. Yeah. And, and I kind of th think that, like, that whole defense has started to take that mindset as well. You know, Josh Allen said something to me during the week in the lead-up to this game. He said the difference with this team, it's not just talent, but it's care for each other inside the locker room. Yeah. That's why they feel they have a championship-caliber yeah. team. We'll see what ends up happening there. On the other side of things, the Titans, guys. Take a listen to Mike Vrabel after last night's blowout. In this league, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Um, we understand that. We don't, we don't expect that. We don't want anybody to. We have to get things fixed. We got our asses kicked. Plain and simple. They outcoached us. They outplayed us. And, and that's the definition of it. And so we're going to get back to work, and, and we're going to figure out a way to win a football game. Dan, I'll just be totally honest here. We were preparing for this game. We were very surprised by the way that the Titans performed. We yeah. thought we'd see more fight, better performance out of them. They can't be who they want to be, though. They don't have their identity. They can't have their identity, right? If I asked you, who are the Tennessee Titans, RC, you'd be like, physical, smash-mouth football, grind-out game. They can't be that right now, partly because of departures, partly because of injuries. You know, their left tackle, Taylor Lewan, goes out. So in that game last night, you're looking at a backup left tackle. Roger Saffold's on the other sideline, so a new left guard. Your right tackle is a rookie from Ohio State. So three out of your five offensive linemen that were part of that unit last year, they're not there anymore. Right. You know, A.J. Brown, not there anymore. And even defensively, Harold Landry, who's their up-and-coming yeah. star defensive yeah. end, because they really want to be that what on defense? Four-man Four rush, yeah. Yeah. play coverage in front. Yeah. So that's their identity, but they cannot be that given the people that they have right now. And I really believe that they're in a unique spot because it, it's a tough situation to not have the perimeter weapon that you had, the people up front that you used to have. Derrick Henry can't get going. I don't know if you can rush the same way you want to with your zone coverage. Yeah. They're in a very unique spot coming out of Monday the, Night Football. They are the literal definition of why teams are paying wide receivers $150 mm. million mm. to play yep. football. Yep. Think about the opposite, the polar opposite, y'all. Think about what, what A.J. Brown has already done Ooh. in Philly. Yeah. Yep. As far as influencing everything that they do from an offensive standpoint. The one thing I saw in that game last night, and giving credit to the Buffalo because they had sure. a lot to do with it, Ryan Tannehill drops back. I don't know what is going to happen. <laughs> that, like, seriously, right. Burks had a couple of catches. You see, they tried to get um, Woods, Robert Woods, uh, Robert Woods yeah. a couple of the screen game, get the ball in his hand mm -hmm. early. But last year we sat and we watched the Tennessee Titans in a playoff game against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, obviously D-line playing great, but there was a moment in that game where Ryan Tannehill and that offensive staff said, we are throwing A.J. Brown the ball. And, we like, and he took over the yeah, game. Y'all yeah, yeah. remember we were sitting there talking yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. They don't – so to your point of no identity, 
that that was 60% of their identity is no playing for another team. Period point blank is this. <clears throat> Every great team, every team that wins the championship has something that scares the daylights yeah. out of you. Yeah. Where you walk into the stadium and you're looking at one of your homeboys like, hey, man, <laughs> we I don't know do? how we're going to do <laughs> we this. We know what they're going to do, but I don't the know how to The Tennessee Titans yeah. no longer have that. No, you're right. Not in their run game, not on their defense, and that's why people are playing them the way yeah. they are. You would think it would be Derrick Henry. They're going to keep challenging him to make things mm. happen, but it's hard to do with an offensive line that's yeah. leaky at yeah. this point. Yeah. Before we move on from this game, let's bring in Diana Russini because there was a really scary moment last night when Bills cornerback Dane Jackson left the game in an ambulance after a collision. Being on the sideline, I can tell you, you could hear a pin drop, and it was emotional for a lot of the players. What is the latest on Jackson, Diana? I have some great news for you, Laura. Dane Jackson was able to walk on his own out of the hospital last night, which is crazy to think about. You saw it up close and how bad that could have been. He's still getting some tests done to see if he's going to be able to return to practice. But what great news, considering we all saw that hit on replay and you saw it in person. So really good news for Jackson and the Buffalo Bills as they will continue to test him though. Yeah, Diane, it was such a sigh of relief when the Bills told us that he did have movement in all extremities. We'll continue to keep an eye on Dane Jackson. More from Diana coming throughout the show today. Let's get to the second game of a Monday Night Football doubleheader. Yeah, it was all about Fly Eagles Fly. Jalen Hurts trying to put on a show with the biggest spotlight against the Vikings. Opening drive for the Eagles, first and goal from the three-yard line, and Hurts eats it, Dan. That's one of the threats that this offense presents, especially down in the red zone. The ability for Jalen Hurts to be 11-on-11 football as a ball carrier. Here in the second quarter, Hurts connecting to Quez Watkins. And we got this Deep one ball. on touchscreen Tuesday. <laughs> the good thing is we have a replay of this, so we got the promo in for touchscreen, and what did you see on the play? Oh, never mind. We're moving on. All right, let's go to this there one. Uh, this is just before the two-minute warning. Eagles lead 14-7. Hurts taking off. He's so dangerous okay. with those legs. And when you play man coverage, third and yes. short, you know, you got guys running away from the football with the backs turned to the line of scrimmage. Really good play design by Nick Sirianni in that offense. Eagles, 20. 24-7 at the half. Second half, Kirk Cousins trying to get something going for the Vikings. Second and 10 on the Eagles, 19, and intercepted. That was the theme of the night for Kirk Cousins. Man, where Michael Irvin at? <laughs> oh <boy>. MVP. <laughs> MVP. What we got there? James Harden's on the sideline. Uh, second and 10. Oh, excuse me. Next Minnesota drive. Cousins pass oh intercepted boy. again, RC. Goodness. This, this is Avante Maddox. This is a great. He sloughed off of his coverage and zone. High points to football. And then, Cookies. Uh, another one. So we had three of those. That was that was Slay's interception. That, that one. one, that one was real impressive. Another Eagles one. go on to win it, 24 to seven. Those of us that picked the Eagles were really excited about that. Those of us that didn't, Listen to you. Dan. Listen to you. All right, a big question mark for Jalen Hurts entering this season was could he excel from inside the pocket? Last season, Hurts ranked bottom 10 in the league in QBR completion percentage and first down percentage on passes from within the pocket. Through two wins or two games this season, he's answering that question with a resounding yes, ranking top five in the league in all of those same areas. Dan, we see those numbers and how good Hertz has been in the pocket, right? But that's not even what's standing out most to you. What is that? Oh, in week one, they played against Detroit. They gassed Detroit when they played a ton of man coverage. And then last night against Minnesota, they ton of, saw a ton of zone coverage. And they gassed Minnesota's mm. zone coverage. I mean, mm -hmm. think about that. And here's the thing. So week one, 70% of the time Jalen Hurts went back to pass, he saw man coverage. The QBR was 86. And then last night, 82% of the times he went back to pass, he saw zone coverage. And then there's 85 
QBR. That's top 10 both weeks. But my favorite play was actually one that got called back because of penalty. And this is development for me, guys. Ooh. Okay, this is an empty set. Now Jalen's gonna work one to two. Man coverage, he's got that short end. That corner's gonna drive, it's not there. Now get to that deep out perfect because the wind's at the top of his route. But the reality is he's got pressure inside. He's got to move outside of the pocket. Now, normally we see Jalen become a runner in this moment. I love the fact that he keeps his eyes downfield. Here comes Watkins. This is so hard. He's got to flip his hips. That ball goes from the 32 to the far 28. But look at the back angle, right? First of all, I love he set up the throw. Playing quarterback in the pocket. Vision. And that is so difficult to run full speed to your left, flip your hip, and then throw that football. That's 40 yards downfield. How about that ball placement right yeah. there now? The big takeaway I have is this. Jalen Hurts so many times in the past in that moment turned under a runner. Yep. Yeah. That is a quarterback. Especially leaving, moving left. 100%. Yep. Great point. Yep. A quarterback leaving the pocket but remaining a passer, yep. remaining a quarterback, rather than a quarterback leaving the pocket and relying on my athleticism yeah. to go make a play. That's why it's not so cliche when, when we have and other people have pointed out the type of work ethic that Jalen Hurts mm -hmm. has. It's, it's starting to pay dividends for him. But, y'all, it's one word that comes to mind when you look at this offense, predicament, okay, <laughs> as a defensive player. I just want you to look at this play. Do? It's a hat on a hat. They remove you from the box, and this is a part of the A.J. Brown effect. They had two draws where you have a six-man box, yeah. mm -hmm. two linebackers, four defensive linemen for the Minnesota Vikings, and literally the Philadelphia Eagles are playing with eight up front. Keeping a tight end in, they have their five offensive linemen, and, and then that is when you have Jalen Hurts and you have either Boston or you have Sanders in the backfield. Mm -hmm. You have legit two running backs. So just by sheer numbers, with the width in which they put their splits with their wide receivers, how they create those light boxes – along with having two legit running backs. Like, Jalen in that moment, last night watching the game and then watching it this morning, if you come up to the line of scrimmage and literally I just count my offensive linemen, all right, it's five of them. Yeah. I got a tight end in. That's six. six. They got six guys in the box. Who's going to account for the two guys back here right. with the ball and the running back? Yeah. Yeah. No one. And, they and that's put why the if you got to play man. Exactly. We saw that week one. It was a, it was a gash. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I just want to remind everyone the pressure that's on Jalen Hurts' shoulders coming into this. Ooh. Everyone knows they've got the draft picks. They could yeah. go and get another quarterback. I know it's early, but it's pretty remarkable the way that he's handled this so far. Well, also, too, guys, players know. Right? Like, like the dudes know. Like, if I'm around you, I know. And we talked to Darius Slay last week on the pivot, and he was like, no, Jalen Hurts has it. And not mm. only does he has it and does he, does he have it and does he work, but he wants to get better. He's a guy that asks questions, Slay, what are you doing here? What do you see from this team? What does this corner mm -hmm. do well? And you know, that, that speaks to the work ethic, to the understanding that I need to get better. And so when you watch that game last night, I'm watching Jalen Hurts, and no, I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts is Josh Allen. What I'm saying is, though, I watched the quarterback in Buffalo do everything for his team, and I watched the quarterback in yeah. Philadelphia do the exact yeah, same thing, fair. and that's a progression for Jalen Hurts. Those guys were stars on the biggest stage, yeah. all eyes on Monday Night Football, and they performed. We're just getting started on NFL Live today. Guys, Ezekiel Elliott joins the show. He's going to talk about beating the Bengals and rallying around Cooper Rush while Dak is out. His prediction also of the Cowboys' future. Plus, Tampa down another receiver after the Mike Evans suspension, but what is his Quarterback Tom Brady thinks we'll hear straight from the man himself. That's all coming your way. Yeah, NFL outside. Live is this? presented by USAA, celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. I'm still grinding, I'm still hungry. Hungry to 
What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Our week three Monday night football matchup is an NFC East rivalry game between the Cowboys and Giants. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman have the call with Lisa Salters on the field. It's 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus. Peyton and Eli also back on ESPN2. Our coverage begins with Monday Night Countdown at 6 Eastern on ESPN. And we are so excited to have Ezekiel Elliott joining us here on the show on behalf of DraftKings Rainmakers Football after a big win over the Bengals, Zeke, Sunday. So what has been the team's response to not having Dak Prescott? You guys get the big win, but obviously it's tough without your, your main quarterback there. Um, yeah, just to, just to rally around Coop, uh, you know, it's tough you know, losing your quarterback. Um, and we also lost, lost our left guard, Connor McGovern, uh, Know in that first game, but just you know, rally around Coop. Uh, we know Coop's been around for for a good, a good amount of time. You know, I think he's been there five out of six years. He's been in the league. Um, he knows his offense, and, and he's a guy that that can go out there and help one of help us win ball games. So just kind of rally around him and and do everything we can to, to support him. Zeke, your coaching staff uses both you and Tony Pollard in both the pass and the run game. How do you think that you two complement each other? Uh, you know, I think we have we have different different running styles. Uh, you know, I'm I'm more of a uh, a bruiser. Uh, you know, he and he and he definitely could do that too. But he, he's a fast guy. He's a guy that you know, anytime he he touches the rock, uh, he, he might he might go score a touchdown. So I mean, I think our running running uh, styles complement each other, and uh, I think it's it's definitely tough on those opposing defenses. I'm sure you guys hear some of the noise about the Cowboys, right? How do you block some of that out, some of the negativity maybe even of people doubting this team? It's kind of a rare position where a lot of people do consider the Cowboys underdogs despite you guys having a win in week two over a team that was just in the Super Bowl. Uh, you got to know that's just what comes with, you know, being in Dallas. Um, you got to know that, you know, there's going to be a lot of media attention and, uh, 
And I think, you know, it's probably, it's probably something that, you know, it takes a little time to get used to. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's the nature of the beast. And, uh, you know what I mean? That's why we're, we're you, either, you either hate us or you love us. <laughs> okay, so I know uh, he's on your team technically, but you probably face off against him sometimes in practice at least. How would you describe Micah Parsons? I mean, we call him like a unicorn on this show, but what does he do that makes him so difficult to deal with on the offensive side? Um, he's just such a great athlete. Um, you know, he, he's not only the 250, but the dude can he, – he's 4'3". He's a legit 4'3 guy. Uh, you know, he's probably got one of the best get-offs on the team, and you just – you take that, you know, you know, combined with his, his wrestling background, uh, I think that it definitely helps him rushing. And, and uh, I mean, he's he's definitely a nightmare for, for those, those those guys we got to play on Sunday. Thanks so much, Zeke, for joining us here on NFL Live. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Coming up on the show, the Colts got shut out in week two, a shocking loss to Jacksonville. So where did it all go wrong? Dan has some brutal honesty for this team. You don't want to miss it. You're watching NFL Live, presented by USAA. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by USAA. Let's get Diana Rossini back in here for some updates across the NFL, beginning with the surgery Trey Lance had yesterday. Diana. Yeah, the San Francisco 49ers team doctor believes that he'll make a full recovery and he'll be ready to go for next season after getting surgery on Monday afternoon. So it was a successful situation for Trey Lance. As we know, Jimmy Garoppolo is now the starting quarterback there in San Fran. We continue on with Dalton Schultz, Diana. What do you have on him and his PCL issue in the right knee? Yeah, so this is going to be one of these situations, Laura, where we're going to have to wait and go day by day. That according to Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, who on the fan today down in Dallas said, look, he's got a situation going on with his knee. It's something that we can't really make the decision yet. We got to kind of see how he progresses. Again, the Dallas Cowboys playing on Monday Night Football at MetLife Stadium against the New York Giants, still up in the air on whether or not their tight end will be able to go. And then Kyler Murray, there was a video going around. I'm not sure if you saw it, Lars. Really, uh, it, it looked very strange. And now the Las Vegas police are investigating whether or not a fan uh, hit Kyler Murray. And you, and you can see it pretty clearly there. And Arizona's head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, said, 
on Monday afternoon that he hopes the Las Vegas police not only identify this guy, but they fine him and they basically toss him and he's never allowed to attend another NFL game. So we'll see. And then meantime, another situation involving a fan and this time with Browns owner Jimmy Haslam, Laura, uh, it was all caught on video, a fan throwing a bottle at the Browns owner after their loss to the New York Jets at the end of the game. The owner usually stands on the sideline towards the last quarter there. And while he was walking in, the bottle hit him in the head and police were able to identify who he is. And he's now been banned for mm. the rest of his life from a tour attending a Cleveland Browns game. All right, thanks so much to Diana for all the latest around the league. Let's read and react to everything going on in the NFL right now. Specifically, a few teams struggling a couple of weeks in. We begin with the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts' offense at this point, you guys, haven't really been able to get anything going, Dan. Uh, through two games, they rank 31st in offensive efficiency. That's a stark difference from where they were last season. They ranked 8th at that point. What's going on with the Colts' offense? The stark difference is the offensive line. It's gone from one of the best and elite units in the league to really a, a weakness for this offense. It's not just Matt Ryan and his lack of performance. First of all, it starts with them getting smushed. Watch these two interior players and their upper body and head get snapped back by that Jacksonville defense. That totally restricts the running lane for Jonathan Taylor. We don't really see that out of a Colts run game offensively. And then it's bad landmarks in their offensive run game as well. That left guard and left tackle wide receiver, you guys got those three guys on the left, perfect. I'm gonna slice the tight end back, center, right guard, and right tackle. But the center and right tackle are going to the same guy, number 33. That tight end slices backside. No one's got 23 in between those two hashes. Now if we did, if we went to the right spots, Jonathan Taylor's got a beautiful cutback, but right now he doesn't. And then in the pass game, a poor plan. There's an overload front to the left side of our screen, right side of the offense. The left guard, center, right guard, right tackle should go that way. Leave 23 in that backside defensive end for the left tackle in the back, but they don't. That nose tackle crosses face. I've got two on two to the left now. The stunt happens. Look at that, Matt Ryan has to play so much faster than he's ready for, and it equals a turnover. These are things that are not representative of who the Colts' offensive line has been. They gotta get it fixed real quickly mm. because their run game is suffering, and their pass protection right now is a disaster. Weirdly, the Colts having trouble with the Jaguars here a couple of Again. times lately, right? All right, let's fix get it, to Indy. the Raiders. You guys better fix it. On Sunday, the Raiders blew a 20-point lead to the Cardinals at home. RC, it's the largest blown lead in franchise history. They now sit at 0-2, last place in a really competitive AFC West. How concerned are you about Las Vegas' start? You know what? I'm extremely concerned. Listen, we watched Josh McDaniels be the head coach of the Denver Broncos, and that team didn't progress or change in the way that they thought they would under him. And he's a quarterback guru. He's an offensive genius. But this offense in the second half was lackluster, much as it was against the Los Angeles Chargers, where they turned the football over four times in week one. And defensively, if you have that sort of lead, you have to understand who Kyler Murray is and the Arizona Cardinals offense and keep them out of the end zone also away from two-point conversion. I hear you. After an 0-2 start, ESPN's football power index gives the Raiders just a 30% chance to make the playoffs. That's the lowest in the AFC West. Makes sense with how they performed so far. Let's get to the Bengals mm. next. The offensive line has struggled. Marcus, here's Lyle Collins with a little bit more. It's, it's our first time playing together, you know, first weeks. 
I think we'll, think we'll be fine. You know, we'll get on the same page and, uh, and just start, you know, doing what we do. You know, and that's coming out, setting the tone. We just got to lock in on it and, and, and own it. Marcus, do you agree with Collins? you think the Bengals O-line turns it around? I think they can because it's a veteran group that understands and have played a lot of games and time on task. But this is why you buy insurance policies. This is why you have warranties when you make purchases because things could go haywire early and you may have to send them back to either get a new one or get them fixed. <laughs> and I think that's where the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line is right now. Joe Burrow is playing with no confidence because these guys are not in sync and on the same page. And we all know the most important unit on any football team if you're going to have success is your offensive line. Cincinnati better get it fixed really fast based on the conference that they're in mm. and also the teams that they're playing against. Now they did play against TJ Watt and Michael Parsons the first two weeks of the season which probably will give most people problems. Yeah, I was about to say some of it does have to do with the defenses <laughs> but either way yeah. just please protect Joe Burrow. I just want to see that I happen better so out of you badly. too Zach Taylor. I, I need better mm. out of you. Play call. We'll watch tomorrow. that. Hey coming up next Time on NFL and Eagles this is actually dominated Monday night doubleheader. Now our quarterback and DB duo break down how weeks. Buffalo we and Philly close. put so on a head-turning performance. You don't want to miss it. I don't know what the hell they're playing. Uh, he's actually where he's not supposed to be. Condensed splits, big posts. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Time for Dan and RC. I'm in my zone. This is actually my favorite day that we've ever done this. Kevin Byard may have picked off Dan's two favorite quarterbacks in the last two weeks. Thought we were close. So DBs like you can't put hands on me at the line of scrimmage. I don't know what the hell they're playing. <laughs> he's actually where he's not, not supposed to be. Condensed splits, big posts, tutties. This what they wanted. This what they get. I'm in my zone. Hey, well, what up, guys, and welcome to Touch Screen Tuesday. We are your professors. This is Dan Arlowski. <laughs> I am Brian Clark, and welcome to How to Get Away with Murder, Ring a Deep Secondary. We're going to show a very similar play versus two different coverages. First one is going to be Philadelphia, Monday Night Football, against Minnesota, who plays the most too high defense in the NFL. And then we're going to go to Stephon Diggs' one against Tennessee, who happens to play the third most single high or middle field coverage 
defense in the NFL. I want to bring it all the way back to the top, RC. So me, Philadelphia, first of all, I'm in that bunch set. I know you're going to play your two high shell, meaning one safety and two safeties, middle field open, and I want to condense the split to create that outside leverage by that corner. Well, see, you, you're trying to create the outside leverage, and I'm trying to give you the illusion that we're playing halves on both sides. That's why Cam Dantzler is tight here. The safety is looking like he's going to get to the half, and obviously Harrison Smith. But what I really want to do is have a, combina a conversation that we are comboing this bunch, and we're going to play it up the field as the routes develop. Now, what I'm going to do is now that I've created that leverage of outside corner, I want Quez Watkins to push up vertical and really just run like an inside go or post route, and that's Sale concept's gonna come with Dallas Goddard on that sale. It's an easy read for Jalen Hurts. Well, see, I know this is coming, and that is why I was supposed to communicate it. Look at Cam Dantzler's body position. You can tell that he wants to see outside in to know what we're gonna get from Dallas Goddard, Goddard and Quez Watkins. But the safety's position, his eye level, he's looking right at number two, and number two is pushing into his face, and it's gonna hold him just for a second. That's a beautiful job. Now, what's important on this play is I know front side because my concept and that leverage I've already, already won. The big thing for me, Philadelphia, is my receiver up top. I need you to do a great job of getting to your depth, because Harrison Smith, one of the best safeties, certainly ball hawking safeties, is gonna have vision as and well. Great. Look at his eyes. His eyes are right now at Jalen Hurts, so you're absolutely right. You have to push up field. And get to your depth wide receiver to make sure that you hold that safety, because what's gonna happen is, Quez Watkins is gonna run right by that safety as both those guys RC drive this. But RC, I wanna ask you a question. I want you to tell me why this corner plays with such vision on the inside, the number two, that tight end. Because the corner is playing combo coverage. He's expecting to play these routes as they get upfield. There's no communication here. They are not talking. This is a couple that is headed for divorce and they need to go to counseling. Look at his eyes to the outside, his eyes on the tight end. And when you get ran by like that and you have to do a spin around, then you might need to be in the jail that they to keep under the vet stadium. NFL defenses, when you guys are going to play in your middle field open coverages, no offenses like us, we're going to attack those coverages. Now, last night, Tennessee, middle field close, third goal from the NFL, meaning one safety's going to be in the middle of the field. Very similar thought process. Stephon Diggs at the bottom of the screen, cuts, but RC, what I do a lot of times is I run that quick little out route that last night. Now right. I cut that split, I go double move on the post, up, out, and go. Break that Let me show you where play. we lost though, right? You saw off the ball, right? We're bailing at the corner. We've allowed him to cut the cushion down too much. So now he has to react to everything that Stefan Diggs does. This is also not only playing the coverage, but playing the man. Kevin Byard, one of the greatest ball hawking safeties in the game right now, he's gonna recognize this dig in his face. Josh Allen's gonna peak, and once he goes here, he can no longer be in the deep third. I love what the Buffalo Bills did with their play design. I love the fact that you talked about Josh Allen peaking. Josh Allen's gotta peak to make yes. sure, because you talked about this, RC. When Kevin Byard's gonna cut that crosser, yep. he's gotta make sure that that's, that backside corner, which is a lot of ground to cover, doesn't drop kick all the way to the middle of the field. But me as a quarterback, once I see that situation where Kevin has cut that crosser and I've created that outside leverage to that corner right there, I know that it's bombs away for Josh Allen to throw this ball all the way down. And here's what Stephon Diggs does well again. He stays skinny. He never pushes opposite the opposite field. He's able to catch the ball. And it was basically how far can you throw it and how fast can I run? Here's what I know. 
Watching the Monday Night Football game, I thought to myself, this is probably the best team in the NFC, and I know for sure it's the best team in the AFC. Can you imagine Glendale, Arizona, and Scottsdale oh, if no. the Philadelphia Eagles and the Buffalo Bills are there? All I'm going to say is this. Get the blue cheese and the ranch ready, and you better have your Philly cheesesteak. It's going to be a party. <laughs> but no blue cheese for Dan, guys. And more on that coming in just a little bit. Stay tuned. Okay, coming up, Russell Wilson and the Broncos secured their first win of the season. So why does Swagoo say this offense is a hot mess? Want a hint? The word is talk. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. NFL Live is presented by USAA, celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We're back on NFL Live. Hey, the Broncos did beat the Texans, but man, it was sloppy. Did they? Problematic play calls, Hold guys, up, red bro. zone issues, a lot of penalties. The Broncos were flagged 13 times for 100 yards, giving them 25 penalties on the year. That's their most ever in back-to-back games. And through two games, the Broncos 0 for 6 on touchdowns in the red zone this season. That tied for the longest streak without a touchdown in red zone drive to start a season in the last decade. In total, they've scored just 12 points in those six trips. They're all field goals, as you might imagine. Good, guys. What's going on, Dan? I mean, <laughs> let's just specifically put it to the red zone. What's going yeah. on with Denver in the red zone? They're too focused on throwing touchdowns rather than scoring touchdowns. Uh, That's a word. Right? They've, they've, had, they've snapped the ball 22 times in the red zone. They've thrown it 18 out of mm. those 22 times. Russell Wilson, out of those 18 throws, is eight, a lot of show to do. 18 for a QBR of six. You looking up at Russ? I'm talking about a dude who, before this season, is the fourth best quarterback QBR-wise in the history of the NFL. They gotta, you got to be willing to have a little bit more controllable balance when you get down there. 22 snaps and throwing the ball 18 times and being 8-18 yeah. is unacceptable. You gotta be so focus less on getting Russell Wilson touchdown passes and focus more offensively in scoring on scoring touchdowns when you get down there. You okay, Swagger? No. Hell no. Because people <laughs> get mad at me on this network when I'm talking about running the football. And it's as simple as this, okay? You have Javante Williams. Last time I checked, guys, Good player. this guy was one of the best after contact backs in the NFL. Dan, you just blew my mind. That just made, it visibly pissed me off to hear you say snaps, that, bro. 18 throws. I, like, visibly. It was visible. So we all played a long time in the league. We probably, we got 35 years of, of NFL experience between the three of us, right? It's close. Guys, what do good coaches do from one week to the next? Adjust. They evaluate themselves. <laughs> yes. Like, you get... And that is my frustration with the Denver Broncos right now. Your self-evaluation should tell you, after week one, with all of those blips and mess-ups against the Seattle Seahawks, simplified football. Last week it was getting calls in late. 
It was unorthodox. You started from the shotgun to run the football with a physical pounding back. Look, I'm no offensive guru. Right. I've been around you for a long time. I've only studied offenses for the last 25 years. years of my life. Okay? <laughs> and, and, and the problem that I have with teams, first of all, the shotgun thing is cliche. I don't ever think you should be in shotgun when you're trying to gain one yard. That's just me personally. Okay. Right. It never changed. It works for sure. some people, though. But ultimately, when it doesn't work, and you get that opportunity again seven days later. Yeah. Mm. And it still stinks. And it's still bad. Yep. That is my frustration. And look, Russ at some point, now I don't know if this is in him, okay? But at some point he has to realize that Nathaniel Hackett is a first-year head coach that may be a little in over his head take right now mm. and take some control either at the line of scrimmage or during the week of practice. Go ahead. Cause I, <laughs> this mm. Mm. Did you call him? Uh-oh. Oh, the Caramel Messiah? Guys, guys, my Twitter mentions, my uh. text messages, my DMs all blew up because I said that Russell Wilson wasn't an all-time great, right? He wasn't Peyton Manning. He wasn't Tom Brady. He wasn't Aaron Rodgers. You just don't plug him into an offense, and it happens. I didn't say nothing bad about him. I didn't say he wasn't really good. But what I said was, it's not like when Bruce Arians got Tom Brady and he said, you know what, we're going to listen and change some things to what Tom Brady does mm -hmm. because Tom Brady is that important. It's not like when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and maybe Bruce Arians didn't have the right thing going and Tom said, nah, this needs to happen. This is where a timeout needs to be. Here is what we need to change. It's a relationship, right? That that's why we talk about Drew Brees, Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, because it is a relationship. We talk. We, we compromise. Yeah. This team ain't compromising. This team is not winning in that relationship. Yep. Nathaniel yep. Hackett is in above his head for sure, right? So now who makes the adjustment? Right. Who stands in front of the room and said, it's on me to fix this and, and gets this And fixed. last week, Mina made a great point, which I think is poignant again. This coaching staff does not have a veteran coach on it yeah. in those critical moments to say, hey, That's guys, this is what we need to do. Yeah, let's right. pull back and do this. So I'm not going to say Dan, he was hired to bring Aaron Rodgers there. Oh, well, yeah. but you might need what, to say it. Hey, you were high on the Broncos, though. Just what you saw, what you thought they would be. Yeah. Do they have the personnel, if they can get the coaching side figured out to turn it around? Yes, I'm not overreacting. Yeah. I, I would say this, 25 penalties. And they're, those are really hurting them offensively. Yeah. So you got to get that under wraps. We, we know that. Mm -hmm. The offensive performance in the red zone has got to get significantly better. I do, but I've, I've heard coaches always say this. Good teams in the red zone throw the ball. Great teams in the red zone run the ball. Great teams in the red zone run the ball. So that's got to be something philosophically they get a little bit more adjusted to. I'm not going to overreact because I do believe that they'll go get those two things kind of handled. Two things I do believe offensively they got to get better at. Number one, wide receivers in this offense. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, this offense, you got to be able to block the foot, block on the perimeter when, in the run game. Hmm. You, I don't, you're not willing to do it right now. And then Russell Wilson, I need more consistency with the check down throws. And we were talking about this, like, first and ten, he'll, he'll drop back, nothing's open, check down, there he throws it. Nine plays later, second and five, drop back, the check down's there, and he won't throw it. I'm... What's happening? Yeah. What's the correlation? in those yeah. good decisions. Yeah. Okay, we got time for one more thing before we go. Big night for Dan last night, Monday night football day. <laughs> you want to remind you guys what happened to start the game. He's the most indefensible quarterback in the NFL. Now, the big... NFL. Now, the big... Ah. <laughs> Dan! The big... Dan, 
All right, we gotta clear this up for the people. Did you let one slip? No! First of all, my microphone is here. Thank you, Dan. You know, Please explain this right, to people, all right, man. All right. I was, honest to God, I was more nervous than ever since I asked my wife to marry me. That was as nervous Aww. as I've ever been. Um, I thought we were taping, so I made a mistake in what I was saying, so I was like, Pfft. and uh, <laughs> that's what it was. So, so no, it wasn't us. But I love that you put blue cheese. Yeah, no, no, I love you making blue cheese. He did try blue cheese in Buffalo. And by the way, Dan, guys at home, y'all wouldn't be able to hear us fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just did it. I just did it.